did. What did you do? Norman, you sneaky snail, what did you do? podcast my name is chris mr overrated ober and today we are talking about war conquerors and lightning fast sexual endeavors um today is a very special episode because i am going to be having my first guest on the pod and my first guest is actually right next to me everybody say hi to brody hi brody hi i would like to make a clarification it's actually the second guest because jovi was the first <laughs> So that, that, that is true. And I, uh, as always, I'm going to just say that uh, I apologize for any background noise like right now, because I am realizing whenever I re-listen to all my episodes that you just hear my cat Jovi's necklace jingle around and her be psycho in the background, j- jumping on her tree and flying around the futon. So yeah, um, I guess technically my second guest, Brody. So yeah. Good, good note, good note. But yes, so, like I said, um, first official human guest here, Brody, uh, resident ghost hunter. Yep. Anime weeb. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. Uh, what else? Anything else? War movie enthusiast. War movie enthusiast, which is the entire freaking reason why I have him here today. I guess that's important to say, too. <laughs> A little bit. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Brody, you want to introduce yourself any with anything else? Uh... No, I mean you pretty covered it, pretty much covered it all. That's fair enough. It's okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So today we are uh, along uh, uh, the whole thing I said about uh, lightning fast sexual endeavors will become very, very much so more clear in due time. Um, we will cover that. There's there's a reason why I brought that up. <laughs> but <laughs> other other than that, uh, yes, we are talking about Napoleon. The uh, brand new movie, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. And then also, just to add a little flavor and not have a uh, 10-minute episode going on here, uh, we are also going to be going over our top five war movies. So, yeah, the whole reason being uh, that uh, Mr. Brody, the war war movie enthusiast, as well as... uh, Napoleon lover, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Just love all his endeavors. (laughs) At just everything about them. <laughs> so yes, so uh, basically what we are going to do is we'll hit you with our top five war movies. We're going we're gonna to go back and forth starting from five all the way down to number one. After that we'll talk about Napoleon, the movie itself, and uh, we'll keep it spoiler free. I don't know, later later on in the pod, probably in between one of the uh, masterful professional cuts that I put into this episode, mm-hmm. uh, we can decide if we want to do some spoilers or not. You, you should cut it with like the Batman sound, like... <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I said, top five, we'll hit the top five, we'll go into Napoleon review, maybe it'll be a spoiler section, That's gonna. we're going to do that live, we're going to figure that out live. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, we'll go with the our typical, our, your typical... Uh, Televised programming, uh, 
most recent content that I and we have watched now that I have a guest here. Um, personally, since the Hunger Games pod, which I literally recorded, I think, two days ago, so you would imagine I didn't watch that many things. Well, you're wrong. Um, we're, I am pumping up the Christmas movie intake right now. So, uh, starting with Office Christmas Party, I don't have any notes in front of me about these movies, so I couldn't tell you what year they came out, what, who the director is, and who it stars. Well, I can't tell you who, this, who it stars, but, uh, who does it star? Starring Jason Bateman, T.J. Miller, Olivia Munn, um, a couple other people that are all in Saturday Night Live. Yeah, regardless, we don't need all the details, because they're just Christmas movies. No one cares about Christmas movies, right? Nope. Right? No one does. Or um, I don't care. <laughs> if there ain't blood and guts on the snow of December, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Office Christmas Party. I love Office Christmas Party. I, I think I've, I've watched that plenty of times myself. Um, but that's nothing about that. Super funny movie. It's on Hulu right now. I think on Hulu. Not really. No, it's not on Hulu. It is on Hulu, but it's on the special packages. So watch, watch your movies where you watch your movies, okay? You know the theme of this podcast. Everyone, everyone watches movies legally. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We'll go with that. Totally. Anyway, uh, next up, Happiest Season. Um, this one is a little, not really controversial, it's just a lot of people don't like it. Uh, I love it. Brody, you've seen this one, right? Which one? Happiest Season. No. Okay, I figured. I'm just going to keep asking you about all yeah. these movies. No, I, know, I... I know the answers to <laughs> all of them that you have not watched any of them. <laughs> um, happiest Season. Uh, this one is definitely a Hulu special. I know it's a Hulu special and available for anyone that has Hulu, but also available for anyone that can find movies. Happiest Season starring, what is her name? Kristen Stewart. Really? And, huh? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, she's still making movies. I didn't know that. Yeah, she is. Here, <laughs> I thought she took her Twilight money and ran. Oh, that would be the smart thing to do, as as a lot of people do say. But I personally love her, and she is a fine actor to me with all of her emotions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Oh my god, I hate myself. Yes. So Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis is. Oh yes, of course. Pretty Mackenzie. So, <laughs> <so>, <laughs> that's easy for me to say. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, Mackenzie Davis, Kristen Stewart, uh, main two stars of that one. Love Happy Season, mostly because it's just, it's a fun movie. I like it. It's it's the Christmas season, and you know your favorite topic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, twenty twenty. Yeah, two thousand twenty. Um, what's it? Oh yeah, and f- largely uh, rec- uh, filmed and recorded. Not recorded. Why? Wow. Uh, largely filmed in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, that's Lawrenceville. Yes, yeah. oh, right. <laughs> I know exactly where that is. <laughs> for, for the listeners, we're looking at a little still on uh, the IMDb page. And literally, it is, uh, um, oh my god, I want to say Eugene Levy. It's not Eugene Levy. I'm fucking up. Look, I'm, I have a guest here, and I'm fucking up everything. I'm making him nervous. He's making me nervous. He makes me nervous every day. Um, Dan Levy, the son of Eugene Levy. Dan Levy, it's a still of uh, Dan Levy and Kristen Stewart just walking down a sidewalk in Lawrenceville. So... Yeah, largely shot in Pittsburgh. It was um, Lawrenceville shot in North Hills also with uh, in Ross Park Mall. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, whenever they had the one Rosie's Rosie's workshop or whatever mm-hmm. store that was mm-hmm. before they, I think, either downsized or got rid of it completely. Yeah. Filmed in there. And uh, so, yeah, Ross Park Mall in the Rosie's workshop. And then also, actually, literally just talked to my buddy about this yesterday. They uh, had this also filmed, I think, in Slippery Rock. And so, yeah, it's just a whole big old Pittsburgh picture. I'll, so. I'll have to watch it just for that. Yeah, you'll you'll spot a lot. Of, you'll spot a lot of stuff. I like doing that. 
gonna be the one uh, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so happy season. Another fun Christmas movie. And then uh, followed happy season up right with uh, Deck the Halls, um, starring Matthew Broderick and um, a little, little homie from um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 little, that little guy. Uh, this movie fucking sucked. <laughs> um, it was basically like a dollar store version of um, National Lampoon's Christmas. Oof. Yeah, I really did not give a shit about this movie. But um, here I go talking shit about movies when I try not to talk shit. But yeah, yeah it's okay. I'm an asshole. Um, how about you, Brody? So, uh, so look, I know in between my episodes, uh, give or take a week, two days in this circumstance, but you, you're not fit into that window of two days no, what, what I, have you watched recently that you have enjoyed watching besides the plethora of war movies that yeah you put yourself through other than like the binging of war <laughs> have ptsd from it um <laughs> i literally said that to you too i was like I, i'm in the process of like watching all these movies and i just watched all the hunger games which are equally like depressing <laughs> yeah. to their own to their own extent and then I watched fucking, uh, I think I watched, oh, I watched Jarhead. Mm-hmm. Then I watched Saving Private Ryan. Oh and we were going into Napoleon, which, again, very laced in war and mm-hmm. Napoleon's conquest. So we were just having a grand old watch, watching time. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't really been watching any movies recently, but... Let her rip. You know what you want to talk about. Uh, I have been watching, um, we just finished House. The TV show about the, oh. the crippled doctor who has a Vicodin oh, issue. Yeah, so I so I've heard a lot about that. But so good, I know Hugh it's Laurie. Just, yeah, Amazing. I know it's just it's really really good. I just I don't watch a lot of TV. Well, maybe you should uh, start a TV podcast. Um, that, that's 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 it, that's ingrained <laughs> in this. All right, we can talk about TV and anime and everything, but Excellent. I'm the movie guy. We're gonna focus on movies for right Fine. now. Fine. Um, then we caught up on Bob's Burgers. Hell yeah. Um, that's an idol watch here too. Yeah, watch that plenty. We finished the second season of Shorzy. Hey, recently. yeah, I gotta start that up too. And Shrek, shout shout out Shrek Attack. I'm sorry, I, I need to catch up. It was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, and then wait, I, wait, 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 pause. Isn't uh, isn't the ultra finale of uh, Letterkenny coming out too soon? Right? Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh. The, it's, my heart. It's, it's over. It's over. It's gonna be over. Oh my god. The last season. Oh my god. I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. I know. Just rewatch it. Uh, Backwards. Us, us, <laughs> us, us and our friend group, our like entire lifeblood is revolved around Letterkenny quotes. So. Yeah, what are we gonna do? <laughs> if, if, if there's no new ones. I know. I mean, there's gonna be more Shorzy, at least. Yeah. But, I don't know, I feel like it's not as quotable as... Letter Kenny. I think the first season was, but I just I don't think it hit the like it didn't hit the cult wave of how yeah. much Letter Kenny came out. But like if people watch Shorzy, it should be just as quoted as like mm-hmm. the first seasons of Letter Kenny. But unfortunately, yeah. But yeah, so you uh, caught up on Shorzy, mm-hmm. and I also started watching Vinland Saga. Oh yeah, you were talking to me about that. Yeah, you know, it's you know. about a it's a Viking anime, so like a lot of death. Hell yeah. It's really good. Hell yeah. I, I, it's very hype. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got, I got so much to catch up on. It's, Dude, me it's, too. I haven't, it's depressing. I haven't watched anime in like a while. Yeah. This is like the first one that I actually got back into because mm. I was just bored and just like, I need something to throw on. Yeah. I watched so, you obviously you know, I watched so much anime at my last job. Yeah. 
but then I just came to a hard stop. I miss it. I, I really want to pick some shit back up, but like, I don't know where to start. And then on top of just anime, TV shows, like, I'm just at a loss. I need mm. to watch so much stuff. I've been thinking about inputting, like, okay, maybe each each month I'll at least watch one show or like one anime just to like squeeze in there instead yeah. of all the movies, but. Eh. I mean, even if you just put it on the background, I mean, you can still pick up a bit of it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I do. Especially, you... especially with the so many shows and anime is just like kind of, there's a lot of like filler. So oh, yeah. whatever shit goes off, you know what's going off mm-hmm. and you're, you can watch it. Yeah, I usually throw on something and start painting my Warhammer. <laughs> yes. So, there it is. Multitasking. Yes, yes the talent. Speaking about Warhammer, I'm excited for when uh, Henry Cavill starts his movie. Or, <gasps> movie or series? I can't remember I if it was a movie or, or a series. Like... But I'm excited for that because I think um, uh, Amazon picked that up. I do remember that, yes. I'm like, it's going to be so good because Henry Cavill... He's known for keeping it true to the source the, and the, leaving a project if he doesn't like it. The highly muscular nerd himself, Henry Cavill. Yes, oh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, it is an Amazon show. So show. Ooh, Amazon be... has been pumping out the quality. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, like you just said, the, it has all the ingredients to be fucking baller. Because They're... you have someone who is true to the source mm-hmm. and has a, has a passion in it. You put it on Amazon, which, look at everything they've done. The yeah. Boys, Invincible, God, The Boys, boys spinoff with, uh, was that, Gen, uh, Gen, Gen V. V. Uh, the Lord of the Rings series was solid from what I've heard. They I have... I've heard mixed reviews about it. I mean, it, but... it's back and forth. Regardless, yeah. they pump their money in. Yeah, if they no, have, absolutely. If they have something that like they believe in, I which I'm sure Henry spoke his shit and, oh, got, yeah. and got, the, uh, got Amazon on board for this. This should be solid. Well, with Warhammer, there's so much. There's so much you can do on. Like, there's hundreds and hundreds of books with all this lore that can be delved into. Plenty, plenty of source material to dig into. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's just, like, a mega nerd who's been playing forever. What a beautiful nerd. Like, uh, like I wish I could look like like, like listeners. We we're just we're just scrolling through a page real quick that is talking about the Warhammer show, and there's just this this beautiful man is just holding up a miniature, and he's just a beautiful man. He looks so happy too. Yeah, look at that. See, <laughs> see anyone anyone who talks shit on nerds, look at the smiles that we have on our faces when we're working with our stuff. Exactly. Leave us alone. But regardless, yes. Yeah, give your Henry, balls a tug. Give your balls a tug, tit fucker. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, no, the Warhammer show should be freaking solid. That's going to be some. Maybe, maybe we, you know what, maybe we'll do, we'll do another, we'll do another episode Well, sometime. if, like, we'll see where this if goes. If we're doing a Warhammer one, you know who we need to get in. We, we're going to, we're going to pack this office. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to pack this office we'll with have a to get, lot of bodies. We'll have to get okay. a round table. Uh-huh. Listen, every, everyone listening, and you know who you are, we're going to mark this episode down. Mark this episode down. Put it up, put it on paper. Play it back to me. You know who you are. We're going to have a big old group of motherfuckers in here. Mm-hmm. And once this show comes out, we're going to do an episode on it. And play a game. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> super super quick snippet backstory. My friends are dying to get me to play Warhammer and all these other things. And I refuse. See, once it comes out, you're going to be like, so, tell me about this Warhammer. You know what? You're probably not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
yeah, so that'll be fun. But that'll be fun to see. But uh, but yeah, so that's a that's a solid solid batch of stuff. I, I can I can appreciate yeah. it. I can appreciate it. So uh, so yeah. So otherwise, we are let's uh let's start rolling into the rolling into the content here. We can dig in now. Uh, again, we're gonna start with the top five war movies between us, inspired by Napoleon. Um, and I guess I guess you can start, Brody. We'll uh, start with number five and work our way down. Number five. So what you what you got? Your juicy number five here. Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, <laughs> I love this movie so much. Oh, uh, uh, yes. So Hacksaw Ridge, Brody's number five. Mm-hmm. Um, 2016, directed by Mel Gibson. I think I forgot it was directed by Mel Gibson. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, Hacksaw Ridge, 2016, directed by Mel Gibson, primarily starring the man who should have won. A fucking academy award it's okay it's okay it's okay i'll be all right andrew garfield uh andrew garfield start starring as in the lead role of desmond doss but man this movie was incredible oh yeah absolutely um this the little little fun fact this just squeaked out of my top five like I, I wanted to desperately get this in <clears throat> on the top five, but I just, I had such a bad time. It just fell out of my top five. It's okay. I, I took it for you. That's fine. That, that's, uh, that's why I was, I was happy to see uh, it made, it made yours because then like we got to talk about it a little exactly. bit. But yeah, um, Brody. So what, Brody? So what, uh, what the, what's this, what's this all about? What's, uh, what, so what we got? Axel Ridge follows a story about Desmond Doss. He's a conscientious objector to the war. Uh, it's a World War II movie. Uh, he gets sent to the Pacific. Uh, I forget what island it was, but the as as the title shows, it's Hacksaw Ridge, where they had to climb up this giant cliffside to try to capture some uh, bunkers that the Japanese were holding. Um, but basically... He did not carry a gun into battle at all, and never fired a shot, mm-hmm. and uh, he saved 75 lives. Yeah. It was, um, it, fun fact, um, when asked how many people he saved, um, Desmond said 50, other people said 100. Holy shit. Um, so they just agreed upon 75. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, let's, let's let's find the middle ground there, huh? Let's, let's just call it a middle. (laughs) Man, yeah, no, this, uh, it's, this movie is, I can't, I can't stress enough how good this movie was. Brutal. Yeah. Like, it's, that, that's definitely gonna be the trend among our top five is, like, the, and I know true veterans will, will, there, there's been different records on veterans accounts on all these movies, Mm -hmm. but, like, and I know some some veterans will be like, eh, no, it's not not too not too uh, similar to what we experience, and others will say. But like, as far as just the brutality goes in this movie, it definitely yeah <laughs> went to a certain level. And just just watching like the flamethrowers alone, <laughs> mm-hmm. God, that was that's it's hard to watch yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, this this definitely packs an emotional punch, and it's. I, I I won't I cannot stress this enough as well as just how incredible uh, Andrew Garfield's performance was. Like he he just he ca- carried he <laughs> carried this <laughs> carried this movie and was just a really really great thing to watch. Um, once again, big big emotional punch. 
he didn't just save Americans either. He saved Japanese soldiers too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of the amount of adversity he went through to oh, yeah. not shoot a shot and I mean not he, participate in the inflicting pain on another. So even before he was um, put into combat, like during training, he was almost court-martialed. Yeah. Well, I guess he technically was court-martialed. <laughs> but they eventually allowed him to to join, and he saved all those people's lives. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, he's just, it was, he's an incredible, incredibly decorated individual in a story about an incredibly decorated individual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely one that we uh, would recommend. And then at the end of the movie, there's actually like a interview of Desmond Doss just talking about his experience <laughs> which is pretty wild to see cuz uh, it's 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 good to see that they were able to make this movie while he was still alive. Yeah. But um I don't actually know if he was able to see it or not, but um Doss's son Desmond Jr. saw it and he was crying at <laughs> Andrew Garfield's performance of his father. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like like I said, that's uh, that was a bit that was um even beyond just the the story alone. Like I I keep saying it as Garfield was incredible for this. He mm-hmm. definitely deserves some kind of award for this. I can't remember if it was if it even was a lead actor role or if it was or if I'm mixing up another one of Garfield's performance performances. But regardless, yeah, his performance in this was phenomenal. Plus, Garfield actually looks like Desmond Doss, which is really yeah, weird. I do remember that too. Oh yeah, it was a, he was a 2017 nominee for leading role. So, yeah, he got he got his uh got his notice. Whether he should have got the award or not, that's a, probably for another episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, piggybacking on another thing you did say, but that that's another that's another trend among these top movies that we have is that I know a lot of research and a lot of like. Um, interacting with the source of what all these movies were about like there was a lot of interactions and research that were put into a lot of these which yeah further boast why that they're in our top five mm-hmm. so yeah no um yeah that's a hacksaw ridge anything else you want to add to that i don't think i got no, much I much I, else myself I think it was it. so yeah number five for brodesius hacksaw ridge um not for me my number five I'm going to roll right on into Dunkirk, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring a uh, pretty big squad of names, whether they be a little bit more on the unknown side for their time or they're, uh, or, or they're just large stars and known stars alone. Um, starring primarily Fionn Whitehead, who is and was the more unknown name at the time. Barry Ke- Oh, man, I always forget his last name. I, don't, I hate to butcher last names on the on the pod. Um, I think it's Barry Keown. I don't think it's Keoghan. Keoghan sounds right. Because he's Irish. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so Barry Keown. We're going to roll with that. Uh, but yeah, Fionn, White, Fionn Whitehead, Barry Keown, Mark Rylance, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy? The, 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 the man. He's in this? The man, Tom. He's the pilot. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. he's the pilot. He's the, the the big big still that's known for the movie. Yeah. where he's standing in front of the uh, plane on fire that's crashed on the beach. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Oh, dude, I love it. See, so this one, this one again. So this is my this is my number five, number five war movie. This can be 
probably debated among some of my friends and probably the movie population as a mm-hmm. whole. Because on the interwebs, I have seen that a lot of people are not that big of fans of this. And this is not among Christopher Nolan's best. Um, for me, as we see right in front of us, this is a perfect fucking movie for me. 10 okay, out of 10. 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5. This movie, I love this movie. This movie had such an impact on me just from an early trailer snippet that I saw. They had they had a special like five minute snippet at the uh, IMAX in the waterfront. I can't remember what movie that I was watching, but I remember watching this trailer during a IMAX screening. They had a special five minute snippet of this movie, and I I can't remember which pe- which part it was, but I think it was like a dog fight up in the air, Ooh. and literally just with. The sound of the IMAX and just how loud it was. Mm-hmm. I ha- I'm getting goosebumps right now <laughs> talking about this. But like I was, I held my breath for this whole five minutes. I had goosebumps watching this. Like just from the trailer alone, I knew I was gonna love this. And then this is two, like just under two hours long. It feels like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I love this. They cut it in like three different kinds of stories. The air, the ground, the the sea, mm-hmm. and like oh. God, I love this movie so much. Um, did you see this one? Yeah, I saw it, but just didn't remember that much. Remember that much from it? No. Yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute since I've seen. I it. mean, like, likewise, like with Hacksaw, like again, I we just said that uh, that Andrew was nominated in 2017, so yeah, it was like a 2016, 2017 movie. Oh, yeah. So for this, uh, even even likewise, uh, I remember. I think I've seen this probably like three three or four times since mm-hmm. but yeah no it's it's fair it's fine to not to not remember much of it because it has been it has been a while since it came out but yeah no um i don't think i don't think I, there's much more that i even want to talk about it besides the fantastic performances from everyone in this include actually this was also this was also some of the early performances that got me on board with a barry keown and b harry styles Harry Styles. Yeah, Harry Styles this. was in this and had a little, like probably about a, I probably ballparked five to ten minute role. Mm-hmm. But in that the five to ten minutes, I said, "Listen, pops, pops, mega superstar Harry Styles has some acting chops." I said it back then, and it's coming true now. I'm that asshole that said I said it first. Yep. Like Harry Styles was incredible in this movie, and so yeah, between him and Barry, I I said it early that these two were going to be special. And Harry Styles is just coming off of uh, his leading role in Don't Worry, Darling, starring counter of uh, Florence Pugh. I don't know if you saw any. I, I don't. Any, I, any, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. It came out uh, last year, I believe now. Um, but yeah, he just had the starring starring role in that. And then also Barry Keown. We don't even need to talk about him because he's just in everything now. So yeah, no, that's about uh, that's about everything for Dunkirk. Another uh, Christopher Nolan special and one that I love passionately and dearly. So uh, yeah. Anything you want to add to it before we move along? I wish I could remember it a little bit more, but it's okay. No worries. All right, so pop it into number four. Back to you, Brody. What you got? Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Hawk Down. Hawk Hawk Down for the for the mature people. Call. <laughs> Black Hawk Down. Yes. Uh, what was that? That was two two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, look at that! I completely forgot about that. Directed by Ridley Scott. 
Look at that. So. It's like we planned this. We did. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Uh, yes. Directed by Ridley Scott. Uh, 2001 release. And also starring uh, the likes of Josh Hardnett, um, Eric Bana, and a good good uh, number of other other stars of Hollywood. But yes, Black mm-hmm. Hawk Down. Um, yeah, so uh, with with this one, um, I actually, I, I think I only watched this not too long ago. I think within like the past two years. However, I'm completely forgetting everything about it right now. Oh no. Yeah. So great movie. Why don't you why don't you lead into on this one, and I'll play off of you here. <laughs> um, so, this takes place in uh, Mogadishu in uh, October 1993, as I read it. <laughs> <laughs> as the title infers, a black hawk goes down. Actually, two of them. Very true. Very true. Um, Can't confirm. And then it's from there. It's just mass chaos. While the um, uh, armed Somalis tried to just destroy everything, pretty much. Just yep. kill as many Americans as they can. Um, yeah, I mean... This one, this one is, is intense. Yeah, it's just two hours of just fighting yeah now now remind me on this one now did they 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 had to stay with their with their uh helicopters like this was largely just set right where they crashed down for the rest for the whole movie basically um yeah pretty much so like the first half they're on a mission to uh capture like some warlord or something Mm -hmm. i don't actually remember but they the Somalis end up shooting down a Black Hawk, and then chaos ensues from there. Yeah, and it's just basically around the two Black Hawks after that. Yeah, and I th- they have to like pretty much blow up the Black Hawk so no other country tries to make it. Because mm-hmm. at that point, the Black Hawks were pretty much newer. I yeah. do believe new technology in the in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, I. Uh, I'm so, I probably should have watched this more recently because I just remember watching it again around like two years ago or so. But going into going into the episode today, I'm like, oh shit, I don't remember much. Mm. However, the one thing I do remember is just how intense and just oh yeah, it's just nonstop, hard fighting. to watch at times. Mm-hmm. Um, um, some fun facts about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some radio chatter in it, uh, just like you know, talking back and forth. But they use some of the actual radio chatter from the actual incident. Wow! In this movie, hmm. um, another fun fact: uh, the Black Hawk going down was mostly like practical. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it, it was some skilled flying. Oh my god! I mean, other than I'm sure they didn't actually like. Have someone pilot it as a <laughs> yeah. let's, let's just shoot let's, off cra- a tail. let's crash a true Black Hawk just uh, just for a movie. <laughs> yeah, but someone actually flew it in the spiral. Wow, yeah, that's insane. Pretty pretty wild to Ridley, think about. Ridley Scott is just I love, I love that man. He is dedicated to his craft and mm-hmm. making making this shit practical. Yeah, uh, there's also a scene in there that there's a donkey. I don't know. if... Do you remember it? I don't remember. Okay. Um, these 
I think these like three soldiers were like split up from like the main forces, mm. and uh, they were just trying to move towards like the Black Hawk, and just a donkey was just walking down the road, <laughs> carrying um, like having a uh, trailer behind it, oh. full of stuff, and they were gonna cut that from the movie, but I forget who who it was, but they're like, I miss the donkey. And they put it back in, <laughs> just because of that. It might have been uh, Ridley Scott. Gotta gotta love the impromptu fun facts in these. That's that's awesome. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. Anything else? Anything else you got for this? Or no. It's just a a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, pretty wild to see. Yeah. I I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna rewatch this soon because right now we, right, right now we'll pause cut, the recording. Cut, here, cut the episode. We'll go. We'll be back. Not really. Just kidding. All right, we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Lightning fast watch. Um, yeah, so no, that's a that's a black number four, Black Hawk Down. Um, for my number four, we're gonna skip it. <gasps> we're gonna skip it because my number four is your number two. My number four could be my number one in my heart, but we'll yeah, we'll get no. we'll get to that soon. We'll get to that soon. You'll understand soon. So we're gonna skip number four. We're gonna roll to my number three. We're gonna we're gonna flip flop a little bit on you Whoa. guys. So we're gonna go to my number three, which is Full Metal Jacket. Yes, the legendary Full Metal Jacket, um, released in the '80s, directed by the master Stanley Kubrick, and starring the likes of Matthew Modine, the absolute legendary performance of R. Lee Ermey. Um, Legend performance of Vincent D'Onofrio. Just there's so, there are so many players mm-hmm. in this movie that just set the precedent for performances in not only a war movie but just performance. Oh, yeah. Period. Like you take Arlie Irby's performance in this, and then you just copy and paste to every other drill instructor in Absolutely. every future movie from this point on. Like this man made the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. The, the the standard of what a drill sergeant is going to do to you. And did, did you know most of his lines were improv? Mm-hmm. Yup. Just off the yep. cuff. Just, just... This, the, this man was insane. Like, that performance is wild. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And then, again, then to piggyback right into Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Absolute bone-chilling God. performance. Absolutely. Bone-chilling performance. Like... Oh god, this movie is just is just two hours of just I can't I, I speechless yeah speechless moments yeah. and speechless performances like it's so quotable too, unbelievable which is the best part mm-hmm. absolutely unbelievable this this movie continues to stand the test of time mm-hmm. like it's just it's unreal definitely one of the good Vietnam movies. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that says enough because like, yeah, no, this this set it again. It just set the precedent. It set the precedent for precedent for so many movies beyond. Mm. Um, there's a number of them that were made before, but still, like they they each took from each other, then just continued to push the envelope. So yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, number three, my number three, Full Metal Jacket, Full Metal Jacket. Uh, number three for you, Brody. What you got? American Sniper. American Sniper. America. Story of Chris Kyle. Yes. Oof. This was 
This was another hard watch. <laughs> this was a hard watch. This was a very not, hard watch. Not that it was bad. It no. was just at heart. <laughs> yeah. This this was another hard watch. Um, for uh, before we get into the details, let's uh, let's give the the bones of it all. So, American Sniper um, released in 2014. Uh, another icon of Hollywood, directed by Clint Eastwood, and primarily we, we could just we could just talk about Bradley Cooper and yeah. everyone else, or I mean just Bradley Cooper, but uh. Yeah, this, like I said, hard watch. Um, that finale. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. This is this is another one where the casting is, like, spot on. Mm-hmm. Really, like, it was just perfect. They they look the same. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, a lot a lot of people, a lot of people out there like to, like to poke fun at Bradley Cooper. Um, especially starting with his early career, like Hangover and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But this is, this is a prime example of watching a career to evolve yeah. and develop because ever he got the, got those checks made, made a name for himself. And now mm-hmm. here he is Academy award winning performance, Academy award winning performance, nominated award winning, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Now moving into the director chair as well for another for a couple of his other movies. Mm-hmm. Most recent, uh, most recent coming out soon is a movie called Maestro that he's directing and mm-hmm. starring in. Wow. But yeah, Bradley Cooper, this he just and quite literally embodied Chris Kyle. Oh, absolutely, looks just like Chris Kyle. Well, uh, he actually was lifting like he by the end of this <laughs> filming, he was able to deadlift four hundred and twenty five pounds. <laughs> And there's a, there's a scene in this movie where they were actually like just lifting weights. Yeah. They wanted him to use dummy weights, <laughs> but he was actually just doing 425 pounds deadlifts, just just pumping them out. Bradley, the dedication Cooper. <laughs> Seriously, though, like God, that's that's a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, no uh, American Sniper, documenting and following the uh, story of Navy Seal Chris Kyle, Navy Seal Sniper Chris Kyle. Um, yeah, so this, uh, this movie went over just basically the legs of his career. Yeah, pretty so much. So, like, early, like, before, before military, mm-hmm. entering military, during military for his tours. Yeah. And then... I think he did four tours? Some, something like that, yeah. And then, um, and then after his, uh, after the tour, after the tour life, after the military life. Yeah. Up to his untimely passing, so... R.I.P. Yeah. Man, yeah, this, uh, this movie has a major lasting effect on the people that watch it. Yes. Um, and definitely a reasoning behind being, what did we just say, number three? Yeah, yeah, number three. Number three. Uh, anything else you got for this? Yeah, um, so Chris Kyle, he said the only one who can make this movie is Clint Eastwood. Yep, I can see that. So, he was able to, uh, get that going. Yeah, luckily. I can see that. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he made a 2,100-yard shot. That scene, that scene is incredible. That's, I like, love that scene wild. So much. <laughs> that's, that's so hard to comprehend how mm-hmm. far that actually is. I mean, it's hard enough to shoot, like, a couple yards. Shooting, a shooting range. <laughs> yeah, but out in the open with the um, sandstorm coming in, all that wind, just... All those calculations that you have to do just to hit that. It was a dedicated or a decorated sniper for a reason. Oh yeah, like absolutely. His, his career is just something for the 
record books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much all I had for it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely a definitely a rightful rightful movie to be in number three and one that uh, has a lasting impression on everyone. So definitely one that I and we would recommend absolutely. So yeah, um, rolling to number two, uh, my number two, a uh, little little known movie called 1917. Direct, heard of it. Yeah, I know, right? It's a, it's like it, uh, it's like it won a couple Oscars or, or something. Uh, 1917, directed by Sam Mendes. Uh, pretty recent one, actually, 2019. Um, whew, I could go, I go in on this one a little. Oh bit. yeah, like this. There's a lot of stuff to cover for this. This is definitely one I remember. Yeah. Um, there, in the in the lead in the lead roles, not too known of actors. But uh, absolute fantastic performances alone uh, on itself. Uh, George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman, both. I I can't I, I keep bouncing back and forth on if I want to spoil things or not. Yeah. But like, we'll we'll keep it to the mostly non mostly non spoiler. But for the amount that Dean Charles Chapman is in, <laughs> yeah, absolutely incredible. Um. George McKay takes the reins for the whole movie and mm. it puts on a very physical performance. God, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> like, it's insane. Um, re- reason why we're leading up into that is because this movie was largely regarded as a one-shot. Because mm. what uh, Sam Mendes and cinematographer Roger Deakins did for this is they took what they'll, what they'll call or like cheat, cheat cuts... But it's still largely one long shot, especially for the lengths of certain scenes and how they truly were one shot. So what a cheat cut is, is like they'll pass, they'll pass through like a black wall. Mm-hmm. And in that passing moment, that's when they'll cut the, the camera. Ah. So like as you're entering a doorway, you see a really dark black doorway and mm-hmm. you, they pass through, there'll be like a secret cut there. Okay. But it'll still pan like it yeah. was moving in one shot. Okay. So, but again, a lot of these scenes were such long drawn out scenes that they were still very taxing oh scenes God. to keep going. Um, uh, the, my, my favorite my favorite fact about this was actually during the, the scene where they were getting to Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Um, it was such a long scene that they had to work to, but a very difficult one to achieve that I can't remember how many times they had to do it over and over again. But what happened was if they messed up the scene, they had to go on the walkie and tell Benedict, sorry, we're cutting and going back. And Benedict was sitting there for hours waiting God. for his... One minute, one minute yeah, line that's it. delivery. That's it. <laughs> like he had one line where I think literally it was just uh, McKay coming in and saying, "Hey, like, call off the attack or something." Mm-hmm. And then and like that that was it. Yeah. So Benedict was waiting in a bunker in butt fuck nowhere for mm-hmm. the for the, where they were shooting, and every single time they had to cut and go back, they would just be like, "All right, Benedict, we gotta do it again." He'd just be like, "Well, okay, sips tea." Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, that's yeah. an easy check to. Collect. Oh, I know, right? That's a that's a beautiful check to collect. When does this take place? Um, I, I, you know, I, you know, I think I think it's nineteen seventeen. Is it nineteen seventeen? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this this was this is just an incredible incredible feat of achievement mm. for many many different ways. Um, 
again, Sam Mendes, the director, just put on a, a whole different kind of project with this movie, and it definitely shows, and once again, stands the test of time in regards oh, yeah. of being a war movie, and just seeing the timeline of everything that this actor went through from the beginning to the end. Um, Brody, you being a uh, little bit more on the history side of things, how mm. how true was this? Would you would you know, or was this like taken from different accounts, or like is there anything? Because I can't I can't recall. I think I have looked it up before, but I can't I can't recall. Rest Honestly, of I I do not know. World War One is a little bit beyond my uh, realm of expertise. Your knowledge, yes, it's okay. Um, but I mean, I could see it being true. I feel like I remember hearing something about that kind of mm-hmm. same instance. Yeah, and definitely at least like probably documented among logbooks and such yeah. of what was what was going on, what was happening. But yeah, no, 1917, one of my uh, all-time favorite, not even just war movies, but just movies in general because mm-hmm. it was just, it was a inc- fanta- fantastic experience oh, to absolutely. see in theater as well. So it's, it's very nicely shot. Oh, yeah. Even being for like just one shot like they they place that camera exactly oh, where, and where that, they needed to that is the magic that is Roger Deakins mm-hmm. because the man is just a king of the camera and Sam 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 Mendes and Roger I think have done a number of movies together and yeah they there's should. a reason why this partnership is here <laughs> they should do more <laughs> yeah you know what I support that more uh, more, 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 more yeah more I want more um, yeah. um anything else you want imagine you're on that final scene and you mess up one thing <laughs> like how much does that set everyone back oh, I know, right? how much money is just wasted because you tripped or something yeah. you... well the well that that's the funny thing so um the the pinnacle the pinnacle scene at the end there where um he's running along the uh, trench mm-hmm. where he jumps out of the trench and is just running along yeah, the field and everyone's just and everyone starts charging out he gets he runs he, into yeah, someone that's right that does. actually is a thing yeah. he he runs into someone and when the camera kept pulling away but he fell it was on him that he got back up and started catching up the mm-hmm. speed so that was actually unscripted he wasn't supposed to fall yeah so like I right mean, then it, and it there added, like, it added yeah absolutely it. it's right then and there that you see like oh, this is the magic of Hollywood <laughs> what we're watching yeah. like he got he got hit he fell over the camera kept rolling and they kept moving and he just got back up and kept spreading I, and like it's real it's, I, it's I love scenes like that where something unexpected happens and the, the actors just keep rolling with it mm-hmm. like um uh in Django Unchained, where <laughs> yes. Leo breaks the glass and he just smears his blood yep. on, uh, I forget who it was. Yeah, no, but, I got you. Yeah. Like, that's just wild to me. That, yeah, and then I also think the the little fun tidbit of it was that, like, I think Quentin was actually recording that one himself, and as he was recording it, and he saw the blood start to drip out from his hand, he did, like, a little peek around the camera <laughs> and saw that Leo was still just rolling with it, and he just kind of, like, hid back behind the camera and kept rolling so it was like it was like oh we, we, we stop it are we yeah. stopping no okay, no? okay. Cool. let's go <laughs> which then gave us one of the oh, most absolutely. most wonderful moments in that movie but yeah gotta love those uh happy accidents yeah. and that just make a moment but oh another thing i i'm pretty sure there's like a symmetry to this movie where it starts out with um 
the main actor, I forget his name already, mm-hmm. he's leaning up against a tree yep. and snapping. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with him leaning up against going a tree. Up a, going up to another tree and saying like practically the same the same style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the same shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was uh, as as impactful and like hard to watch as all war movies are. Mm-hmm. But like as impactful and like hard to watch as these movies are sometimes, there's some just disturbing beauty behind oh, it yeah. as well once it's all over and depending on the result of these movies and mm-hmm. the events like it being a quote happy ending or yeah. whatever but oh you know going back to my uh, number three um american sniper mm-hmm. i forgot to mention uh at the end of the movie they show the funeral procession mm-hmm. of chris kyle yep. like the actual funeral procession oh, yeah which is that 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 hurt. <laughs> I, you know what? Now, now that you said that, I think I remember in my screening, like whenever I watched it, I heard sniffs <laughs> during that <Yeah. laughs> during that moment, like just to watch the actual funeral procession, and like oh. I heard sniffs in the crowd. Like I, I think I watched. I th- I'm pretty sure I watched that during like opening weekend. Oh my god! And god, so it was just hurt. a packed theater, yeah. and uh, this was also leading into the heat of like award contention and Oscar contention. So, like, there was a lot of audiences seeing this of all kinds of oh, people. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember... I think I remember watching the procession. Did you just hear... <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah, yeah. A, oh. That was definitely me. I'll <laughs> um, Also, um, when when they see... When they show the coffin, how um, it's typical for Navy SEALs to pound their insignia mm-hmm. in, there's usually, like, a couple, like, 12 or something. It's like they're direct squad but there was like over a hundred on his which is impressive yeah yeah just yeah these uh i'm getting i'm getting not even not even choked up i'm just like exhausted trying to think of all these movies because they were just such taxing movies to watch. yeah a little bit yeah but uh yeah no uh so a little added tidbit to number three hit brody's number three american sniper there and then a uh ending piece on uh 1917 my number two so yeah, so now um, let's uh let's lead into so th- it's funny because we're like we're number one is special for us. Oh, okay, yeah, number one is special, but number two is even more special <laughs> for certain for a number of different reasons. But uh, but Brody, go ahead, go ahead and roll roll your number two and uh, my number four and the number one in our hearts probably. So drum roll. Number two and three, Fury. Yes, yes. the beautiful beautiful brad pitt oh yes so fury um this one so so we so we have to we have to check our egos here so do we yes we do so let's 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 play to our audience here fury this one might not be as known to the general public as Mm -hmm. these other movies like uh 1917 and sniper and full metal black hawk uh, hacksaw ridge all these black hawk black hawk emphasis Hawk. Um, Fury is a uh, tank, tank-focused tank movie mm-hmm. um, starring, or not starring, directed, directed by David Ayer, starring Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, Logan Lerman, Michael Pena, and John Bernthal. My baby. <laughs> John Bernthal. Um, yeah, this movie was released in 2014, and... Um, Pretty pretty successful to its own to its own right because it did do well in theaters and um, just didn't get maybe award attention like these other ones or yeah. might not have been like a 
big, big director as these other ones have. Mm-hmm. But, so, Fury, um, which, uh, which war was this? World War Two. World War Two. that's right. So, yeah. tank, mo- tank movie, folk, tank-focused movie set in World War Two. Since we're rolling with your, this as your number two, go ahead and take the reins. Uh, yeah, so, World War Two tank movie, it follows this one tank crew, and the the tank has it on it on the gun itself it's just fury so that's where the the name comes from it follows them throughout the journey at at the beginning you see uh logan right yeah join in after to, after the loss of uh, they, one of their crew crewmates yeah. so logan is the replacement fresh, yeah the fresh-faced replacement yeah going He's, into this just the comparison when, when you first see him to the rest of the um, people. <laughs> he's so clean. Yeah. Like, he's shining compared to these dirty board vets. Yeah. And that, that, that's just, again, we're gonna, we have a lot to say about this one, but um, that just, that's just further showing how, like, the attention to detail of this mm-hmm. is, like, they wanted to make sure you knew this is, like, a noob. Yeah. This is a noob Fresh to the meat. war. He's, like, just popped off the boat, basically. Yeah. His green his green getup is, like, pure green. No mm-hmm. dirt, no nothing. nothing. He's got a got a pearly white face. Mm-hmm. No dirt, no blood, no nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it follows their journey throughout Germany. Um, I think they were trying to... I forget their actual mission, but they were going to secure something... And then uh, ending with a final battle between SS. A lot of, a lot of Germans died then. Oh yeah, I love I, not not to already play spoiler on this one, but the the slow pan out for the final scene. Oh my scene, god, that was. And you just see the mountains mm-hmm. of bodies surrounding the tank. Like wild. Oh my god. God, such a great movie. I. Didn't realize it came out in 2014. Dude, this was this was a long time this ago. This was back in the Cinemark ages. We are almost we are almost ten years removed oh, from this movie. God, ten years. We are almost ten years removed from this movie. This was one of the first. Okay, so a little bit more backstory to this this uh, this our relationship, this movie, and everything. We both worked at our local movie theater for uh, during the time of this release. This was one of the first shirts yeah. that we got on the back, like on the back of our our uh, Cinemark shirts. It's had the Fury title on it. It's like this was one of the first shirts we got when working at the theater. So yeah, this this movie this movie is a very long time long time history. Oh yeah, of uh, us having a passion and a love for this movie. Um, I think it's time to talk about. Oh yeah, it's okay. It's time. So, uh, yeah, this this movie. Uh, has once again what I just said has a lasting impact on not only our friendship, uh, probably our friend group. Oh, yeah. uh, insanely quotable to its own reason. Um, there is there is a uh, the cultural relevance to not only you but uh-huh. even just like <laughs> I, I feel like okay. So let's let's start let's start with the haircut. Oh, absolutely. Let's start with the haircut. Right haircut. So, Brad Pitt's more, what is what's this even called? Is there a, is there a name for this or is it like I, a, an undercut it, mohawk type thing like, going it's, on? It's an undercut like fade pretty much. Yeah. This haircut, it's, I swear to god, it it wasn't until Fury came out that everyone started having this haircut, mm-hmm. including you, bro. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I 
when if I go to a new place, I pull literally pull up his picture. I'm like, I, I want give this. me this. Yeah, <laughs> I've had this haircut for since it came out, yep. almost ten years. And, and, but that's what I'm saying. Not even just you, but I swear to God, when this movie came out, everyone was rocking this haircut. Oh, everyone was rocking the Brad Pitt. Absolutely. So like. This movie, this movie, and as far as just Brad Pitt goes, like this had a cultural impact on people's look. Like people mm-hmm. said, I, I mean, everyone has always wanted to look like Brad Pitt. I mean, let's yeah, not let's, no, not, let's sure. not kid ourselves. But this movie came out, and everyone starts sporting this haircut. So like that was another thing. It's but, a good look. Some yeah. some people can pull it off. Some people can't. Absolutely. There's a certain level of dedication to it because mm-hmm. you sure. you got to sure. slick it back, and that it takes time. Yes, yes. But uh, but yeah. So major major cultural impact. Uh, once again, very quotable. Uh, this, this, there, there is, there is. <laughs> Norman, what did you do? <laughs> this, this movie, this line, and all of these uh, quotes, like literally, you, you say, "What did you do?" In normal conversation, and someone within our group is an asshole screaming this somewhere, mm-hmm. like this. <laughs> They can be in the other room and they just like hear that little bit and you just hear it being screamed from the other room. Oh my god. That that line in particular, that line in particular, delivered by my man John Bernthal as he's just yelling at Logan, Logan Lerman's character, uh, Norman. And he's just he's just egging him on. He knows he knows he did something. He he got a little freaky somewhere and he's just like, No no Norman, you you dirty dog Norman! Norman, what did you do? Like, oh my god, this is just hilarious. But uh, this, so, so, well, once again, we're just gonna un- uncover the history behind all this. So, Bernthal, special to me, majorly special to me, one of my favorite actors in Hollywood. I want to call Fury probably the kicker that was like, okay, I love this dude uh-huh. because. Even before this, sure, Walking Dead. Walking Dead is what popped him onto my radar yeah. with his monster of a character mm-hmm. of Shane. Yeah. So, like, already planted him on my radar like, okay, this dude's dope. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure, I would probably have to look into it, but I'm pretty sure I'd have to see that, like, Fury was the star. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's this dude. I love this dude. <laughs> because he just played, like, this perfect asshole mm. among this crew and on one end sure he was an asshole but like the things he was doing was still for his team oh yeah like he was Absolutely. doing this for his team he's keeping his team alive like they mm. had this family camaraderie among them that like sure he's an asshole but he's this is war this is what we yeah. have to do it's we a, have it, to keep to go keep going it's the brotherhood yeah but uh but yeah, so extremely, extremely quotable. <laughs> definitely a, uh, mm. definitely a commonplace uh, movie and quote book for our friends. Best job I ever had. Best job I ever had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, beyond that, each each one of these guys and their performances is just embedded in our brains. Oh, yeah. um, Shia LaBeouf psychopath absolutely absolute psychopath real scars real scars like oh this isn't realistic enough let me just cut my face which is wild to me (laughs) um i'm sure i'm sure you dug up a lot of the dirt on this movie as well but like they Uh, hated shia a lot of them hated shia he he apparently he actually turned into a christian just from this movie yeah because uh david david ayer very very um faithful and puts 
themes into his movies without just being like, oh, praise Jesus, you know? Mm. But, like, has themes riddled among all his movies about Christianity and whatnot. <laughs> and between David and I think Brad and the rest of them, but, like, between David and Brad, they uh, their influence helped Shia become, what's what's the term, like, newfound, newfound Christian yeah. or something like that. But, uh... Yeah, Shia, Shia went through some shit for this movie. <laughs> Seriously, though. The um, actual cannibal? Huh? Actual cannibal, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, uh, Brad Pitt. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, just, I, 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 wish there, I wish there was... A, 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 you almost can't put his performance into words. No. Because, it, like, it, he's just the incomparable leader among this, among this troupe. And... Yeah. Without being too much of like a character, not character as in just like a character in the movie, but like a personality, like mm-hmm. without just being a personality, like he kept it real. He yeah. played. He played off of his team that he's been with for forever. Yeah. But also guiding Logan's character of Norman into the way of this life because it's like, okay, I know this dude is a fresh-eyed doe yeah. to live this life, and he needs to learn. And so he was very stern and very, oh god, yeah. very influential on trying to get him to understand war. But on the flip side, not just being like Bernthal or Pena or LaBeouf, mm. where it's like, fuck you, do your job. But Pat Pitt was like, hey, this is real. This is what you have to do. You need to pull this trigger. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Brad Pitt in a incredible role as the leader of the tank troop. War daddy. War Daddy, Michael Pena, as um Gordo, which literally translates to fat, <laughs> <laughs> which is further just joking, putting a joke among the team itself. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Michael Pena is the uh, pretty good comic comic relief oh, of it all, but held it down with himself. Mm. Apparently, he actually did most of the driving too of the tank. Oh yeah, yeah, which is. Believe Pretty it. cool. I would and, love to drive a tank. And that's, and that's another that's another really cool thing about this movie in general is that they they kept everything very realistic. And this they they used a real true was it the Panzer tank or what was it the, the, the Tiger tank the Tiger. Oh wait, tank. which one? The one they they're driving. That they're driving. Uh, it's a Sherman. The Sherman. Okay, so they I think this I, I can't remember because I was just doing the the research into it, but like it's one of the real real Tiger tanks that German. is now huh Sherman. Oh, you, you, oh! Did I say Tiger Tank again? Yeah. Oh my God, Sherman! <laughs> yes, the uh, it's like one of the real Sherman tanks that is now in a museum, but really? they like legitimately use it. I can't remember or not, but I feel like I read that. Oh, somewhere. okay. So no, you were talking. You're right. You're talking about the Tiger Tank that it's the second time it showed up. Um, it's a it features the Tiger One Three One. It's now in the UK's Bevington Tank Museum. Sure, that place. The only fully functional tiger tank in the world. Wow. So yeah. So they just pretty cool. Legitimately used a tank from the war in order to get into this movie. That's that's pretty rad. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this movie very uh, riddled in reality as best as they could. Yeah. I don't know. Do I have anything else on Fury? Cultural impact. The impact on our friendship along with uh, the world in some cases. (laughs) I, I don't know. I feel like we we covered this quite well yeah it, jokes jokes aside a as thematic as the themes go 
very it can be hard to watch on its own because it does get pretty down and dirty with mm-hmm. what happens in this movie and the realities of war, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. like, yeah, once once again, what we were talking about by the end of the movie, you see a slow pan out of just the final battle that this mm-hmm. tank went through, and it just the team slaughters hundreds. Hundreds of hundreds of people in order to defend their position, and it was yeah. just a wild finale, like final scene to end on, and yeah. made a statement. So absolutely, yeah. Number uh, number two for Brody, number four for me, only because all these movies are so damn good. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. So let's um let's uh lead into number one, our uh, our shared number one. Shared number one. Um, probably a number one among legions of other people. Our number one war movie, Brody. You wanna you wanna take it away and say it? The legendary Saving Private Ryan. Oh yes, Saving Private Ryan, the uh, star movie of the '90s in 1998, directed by the magnificent Steven Spielberg. Direct, uh, not direct, starring, starring, Tom Hanks, Matt Damon, Tom Sizemore, Edward Burns. Barry Pepper, Adam Goldberg, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> a young Vin Diesel. A young, a young Vin before family. Um, <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi, Jeremy Davies, Paul Giamatti, Ted Danson. There are so many people. In the, I, I think that, that was another that was a big thing that hit me on my third, fourth, or fifth rewatch of this. I already lost count on how many times I've watched this. Mm-hmm. On my rewatch of this is that, like, there's a lot of fucking people in this, but, like... Each and every one of their roles is so important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, e- even maybe it might be a five-minute screen time, ten-minute screen time, up to the likes of Hanks and Sizemore and all of them mm-hmm. who were in it practically for the whole movie. But, like, when you see this band of brothers, like, interact with someone, that small moment of, like, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes is so important. Oh, yeah. It's so big absolutely. to watch. But, yeah, a... Fantastic cast, start start starting from Tom Hanks all the way down to the smallest of roles. Um, Look, uh, Barry Pepper, I love him in war movies. He's like he has the perfect <laughs> face for any war. That war torn veteran. <laughs> yeah, he was in um, uh, when we were young. Mm. We were soldiers, whatever. Which one it was? Mm-hmm. And like it was a war, uh, not World War Two. It was a Vietnam movie. It was oh god, so good. Like, if he's in a war movie, I'm going to love it. He, like, <laughs> yeah. he, he just does really well. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very solid. Love him. We were soldiers. We were soldiers. That's yeah. right. That's not not uh, to mix it up with the um, the concert. <laughs> the festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> not talking there. That's a different war. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man, where do you even begin with Saving Private Ryan? Um, Probably at the beginning. Yeah, I guess you could. Starting at D Day. Yeah. Start. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. Whew, that was a. Uh, that's a scene. Yeah. The the. Another another one of those another one of those scenes in just the movie in general, but another one of those scenes where like people turn away. Oh Pe- yeah. No. People when, people can't stay can't stay to watch. When when this first came out, people were leaving. Like veterans <laughs> would just leave because they were like, "That's it's the realest thing that they've seen." Mm-hmm. Like body parts just going everywhere mm-hmm. guts just hanging out yep yep 
Yeah, that um, I think I think that is just the key component to why Saving Private Ryan still stands the test of time of it being everyone's favorite war mm-hmm. movie is the not only just like combat realism, yeah, um, but the camaraderie among the team mm-hmm. and the turmoil between the team and like is our mission truly worth, what it. We, worth it or should we blindly follow orders or like how why are we following these orders it's just mm-hmm. there's so there's so many layers and elements to break yeah. down that just shows that this movie is a impactful and mm-hmm. incredible piece of film yeah like to why, just eat up why sacrifice this whole squad just to save one kid mm-hmm. and then and then, yeah, I think the the amount of just background facts and knowledge that went into this is just so much. So, so much. Um, that was the thing I was just playing. I was just teasing about the about. I couldn't make. I couldn't put it together if it was Fury or if it was Saving Private Ryan, but it could fit because, like, if you could imagine. Well, just to tell the fact, but uh, that they put this the group the troop through mm-hmm. like a realistic like boot camp. Yeah. But they left Matt Damon out, so there was, like, a growing animosity for him, mm. which is real to the movie because, like, they, they hated this man. Like, why are we doing this for him? And yeah. so on and so forth. So, like, they already grew that distaste mm. in real life because they're like, oh, well, <laughs> fuck him. Why is, he, why is he not doing this? So <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, it, it brought that whole squad together mm-hmm. to have, like, actual, uh, like, brotherhood. Yeah. With each other, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, yeah, just a lot of a lot of work went into this. A lot of research went into this, and then it, again, I say I've said a lot, but it's the trend among all these movies that it stands the test of time on just how impactful these movies were to society and pop culture and so on and so forth. And that is much to the compliment of director Steven Spielberg, which. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The name speaks for itself. It Seriously. is literally one of the biggest names in Hollywood as a director mm-hmm. and definitely still living. Like, he's just, the amount of things that he does is incredible and it definitely continued with this movie. Oh, yeah. So, uh, did you know that the D Day scene cost $11 million to shoot? <laughs> Also, also, didn't they have to like? Um, didn't they have to get like the military reserves from yeah, the, another from like the, one of the countries or like our country to like the Irish them? army reserves? <laughs> they needed a thousand extras. <laughs> Lord, yeah, it's insane. Mm. Uh, another thing, I, I'm pretty sure they used the same beach that they actually trained to do the Normandy landing. <laughs> So, so they used like the same place, I think. Yeah, it's in uh, Southern Ireland, so I'm pretty huh. sure they they used the same one. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, that's just uh, that's a me fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my that's, head cannon. That's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there. What what more? What else is there to even say about Saving Private Ryan? Like it's it's just a it's so a reason why it's number one. And yeah, there, the, a lot of people tip would typically agree, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is at that point. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Um, yeah. So uh, on a on a quick on a quick recap, we'll uh, roll it back. Brody, you want to go from your five to one? Five to one. 
Starting with Hacksaw Ridge, Black Hawk Down, American Sniper, Fury, number one in my heart. Saving Private Ryan. Yes, excellent. And then my, uh, my top five, starting at number five, we had Dunkirk, Fury at number four for me, uh, Full Metal Jacket, 1917, and then number one, Saving Private Ryan. On a quick, on a quick fire, quick fire round, uh, we can uh, list some honorable mentions because obviously we couldn't put all these in here, or we could, couldn't put all. Uh, Squee didn't want to extend out our top five too much because we're already rolling pretty, pretty long on this episode. Mm. But some honorable mentions. Uh, not a movie, but definitely you can't, you can't put, you can't <laughs> say war, war entertainment or mm. war content without listing this. No. Which is Band of Brothers. Such a great one. Yeah. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> yeah. Um, Band of Brothers, absolutely legendary for its own right. Um, I also wanted to talk about the Deer Hunter and the Apocalypse Now, which in some circumstances on both ends can be more like military focused and or uh, like what happens after mm-hmm. war, but still it's something that I wanted to at least speak out because it needs to be at least addressed. Yeah. So Deer Hunter and Apocalypse Now, um, <clears throat> I think the Deer Hunter, and or at least not the finale end scene, but one of the end scenes of the deer hunter is a moment that is just embedded in my brain with the, uh, roulette, mm. roulette, uh, shoot. So, uh, still need to see that movie. Oh yeah. That's uh, once, once this finale moment happens, like I just, just I had to pause. <laughs> I had to pause the movie. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, Deer, Deer Hunter and Apocalypse Now, I definitely want to throw that, throw that out into at least a mention. Mm-hmm. Um, two for you that you wanted to br- bring up. Uh, we Were Soldiers in Platoon. Absolutely. Great ones. Yeah. I have mentioned We Were Soldiers earlier. So, so good. Yes. There was a scene in it where they dropped Napalm, and it got a little bit close, a little bit heated. <laughs> really? Yeah. And um, <laughs> they try to move this one person. And the skin just... I was like, oh! I had to pause. I was like, oh, God, why? Oh, God. Whew. Yeah. yeah, that was brutal. That... Great movie. Did you say that was Platoon? Uh, no. Um, oh, we were soldiers. We were soldiers. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to throw this one in because... <laughs> listen, uh, I almost... For for the content, I almost threw this in the top five just because I wanted to talk about it. But we'll just do it a, a yeah, super quick, quick note right now. Um... Honorable mention, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> it's war! It is it's war! It might be... It, oh, no, uh, okay, hold on. Let's, what, was, what was the story of this? So, like, they were filming a movie, yes. but they dropped them into a war zone. <laughs> uh-huh. So, it's war! It's war! So, one of my honorable mentions for war, Tropic Thunder, one million percent. Absolutely should be mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple other ones that... A uh, couple three that I wanted to throw out is uh, Lone Survivor. Um, similar to my experience with American Sniper, uh, mm-hmm. me and my friends we went to see this movie, and by the time it was over, it like I just remember leaving the theater, coming back to our dorm at the time, and like we didn't speak to each other because we were just depressed yeah. on what we just watched. So Lone Survivor on that front, um, Jarhead, uh, similar 
in essence to full metal with very like impactful drill instructor scenes mm. and like getting into war coming out of war etc etc so jarhead was another one that just kind of met that same level of expectations so uh so yeah and then um another last last one that i wanted to throw in on a different war scale was uh troy also bringing back brad pitt so, so let's talk let's talk about Troy real, real quick but uh Troy is like one of my childhood favorites I remember watching this so many times and like Troy uh Brad Pitt as uh Troy was like uh the I can't remember was it the like gladiator era or something of the sort I, I can't so remember. I can't remember but regardless uh Troy he was just an unkillable monster just slaughtering everyone with a mm. sword basically and he has like this legendary kill where he like kicks up and stabs his big brute and then just walks away like nothing ever happened but uh but yeah no troy was another uh, little war war centric movie that i wanted to talk about but uh lastly you got one. Oh uh, yeah uh enemy at the gate starring uh jude law mm-hmm. great ones about yeah. a soviet sniper yeah pretty I, pretty good i definitely gotta catch that too because i heard really good things about that one so I enjoy it um and then also, I wanted to throw, we have three more to throw in for the movies to mention, because in some ways, a lot of people might be against these rankings, because we didn't say some of these titles, because I've seen these titles very high up in contention for best movie, mm-hmm. best war movie ever. So, uh, one of them called Come and See, another Grave of the Fireflies. Which is a uh, animated Ghibli movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then uh, the last one being Bridge of the River Kwai. I think that's how you pronounce it. I hope. Sure. Sure. We're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. Um, Yeah, so those three were at least ones that we wanted to put out there that we haven't seen, or I haven't seen personally. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. So, um, yeah. No, that's about uh, that's about our top fives. Top five. Um, let's uh let's roll into the let's roll into the thing that we're all here for, and and yeah, the meat and potatoes, the uh, the. Sexual encounters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're going to roll into our Napoleon review here. Um, this will be purely spoiler-free for the most part. Nothing too crazy, but uh, yeah. on one end, I mean, if you read a history book, you might know all of this. Yeah. But uh, Napoleon, um, I want to lead this off comically with the fact that maybe this wasn't as war-centric as we thought it was going to be. No. <laughs> I mean, there were some battles. Yes, yeah, the battle scenes were fantastic, mm-hmm. by the way. But I, uh, I think, I think that's my own, that's my own fault that I uh, didn't do enough research to find out that it was going to span Napoleon's life, yeah, versus just being focused on his war and his battles that he was involved in. But nonetheless, still, still worthy of the conversation that we're having. Yeah, and. Um, Honestly, we could uh, we could just run this back too. We could do a war pod 2.0, uh-huh. and uh, we'll do, whenever there is an and actual next... war movie coming out, we'll run we'll run it back. Yeah. We'll do this again, and maybe we'll, things will change. Yeah, we'll, more will come out. Exactly, we'll do we'll do it again. We'll list a top five that that cannot include what we've already listed. Ooh. So maybe that'll be fun. We'll see. Well, we'll that see. sucks. We'll see. <laughs> <all the> good <laughs> ones. <laughs> well, that just means uh, number one, we'll throw in the Come and See or Grave of the Fireflies if mm. they're as good as everyone else says. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, starting off, Napoleon was, maybe wasn't exactly purely war, but still absolutely uh, solid movie. Fantastic yeah, movie. Yeah, it, uh, it was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where I want to begin, honestly, because... Um, <laughs> 
the one that I've been dying to talk about. <laughs> um, like the first like battle scene, the cannon shot that <laughs> took out his horse from underneath oh my him. God. Oh my god. <laughs> There was th- so much. I, I think I think that set the precedent the precedent of like, wait, what are we getting into? Because yeah, like, like we're like, oh, they, they they set it up very much so to be like, oh, Napoleon's charging into battle, and then all of yeah. a sudden he takes like three steps on his horse, and his horse, spoiler alert, his horse just gets a pl- a completely obliterated oh, from under like its chest region, and he falls I, over. I just remember watching the horse like get up on its hind legs, and its front legs were just like yellow <laughs> on the sides. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Uh, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, that kind of was the stamping statement of how this movie was going to go. Oh, yeah. Because I think the general conception of Napoleon, for many people, is the general. the This rough and tough, like... Mm-hmm leading general that won these battles and so that immediate painted picture in your head is oh this dude's a badass like oh this guy is should be so full sure of himself Mm -hmm. and like confident and so on so they started this out exactly like that like charge into war the wars the bat this battle's gonna turn and then like he takes three steps and his horse is obliterated and he falls over and he's panting and and, just like like, nervous and uh, worried and doesn't know what's gonna happen and like that set this set the stage of what we're about to see. Like, no, yeah. this dude is not a rough and tough motherfucker. This dude is not confident. This mm-hmm. dude is not like the badass that everyone thinks he is. He is a nerdy ass dweeb <laughs> that has no confidence in himself and to certain ex- extents. Yeah, but has like is so unsure of himself. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. <laughs> so on. So like I said, I mean, on on one end, he has all his like accolades for a reason. Yeah. But on the flip side, he isn't what the book cover shows. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, that opening moment definitely was, set the stage. And then he goes back say. for the cannonball. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. What did he say? He was like, send this to my mother. Or yeah. It's <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> I thought there was gonna be like a uh, a like emotional moment, like oh my horse died. No, I'm just gonna reach yeah. in his chest cavity and pull out the cannon. He throws it to his brother, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. This uh this this movie definitely sent us through a uh, range of experiences Emo- yeah. and emotions. Yeah. This uh this was oddly funny it, it was funny i wasn't <laughs> expecting it to be as funny as it actually was yeah there are a lot of there are a lot of moments spread throughout the entire thing where like you're just <laughs> giggling yeah. at what he, what joaquin phoenix is saying as napoleon and um man i'm trying to think of some of them but they were just yeah it was just funny oh my god yeah it was, it was definitely uh deceivingly funny at times um i know i i don't think you i don't think you watched this but <clears throat> um this was this was funny to me. I, there were some moments where like Joaquin's mannerisms as Napoleon as he's wandering around, especially the whole like heavy breathing and like wa- running through the battle, like yeah. trying to figure out. It looks like it looks like Joaquin's character of Bo from Bo is Afraid just like 
randomly waltzed into a set as Napoleon and like the same characters are here. So oh, no. like, it was hilarious to me because I'm like, oh, is this just Bo from Bo is Afraid? Because it's like same mannerisms, which was mm-hmm. hilarious. But regardless, it's uh, my own little funny note. But <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. I don't know. Uh, Can we talk about his relationship with uh, Josephine? Yeah. The, the one scene where he comes back from Egypt. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, you're nothing without me. And then it flips. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, this this was, I think that once again, just, we were able to see how, like, Napoleon just was not Mr. Confident. Like, Mm -hmm. there was on one end, like, oh, you're nothing without me. And, like, you you don't exist without me. And then, like, literally moments later, it's completely flipped. And Vanessa Kirby playing Josephine, his wife and lover, is doing the same thing to him. Like, you're literally nothing without me. I give you your strength. I give you your confidence. And, like... That's a, it was a fact. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a weird power dynamic yeah, here. Yeah, th- this is uh, taking doms and subs to a different level. <laughs> Just switch hitters, both yeah. of them. Um, yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, my little my little joke in the beginning. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> About this being a, uh, a lesson in um, very awkward and quick sexual encounters. Yeah, th- that yeah. was... <laughs> This took this uh this movie takes uh mating like rabbits to a different level. Yeah. <laughs> just just that rhythm. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um uh I I, I don't I, I don't even want yeah, to that, that's, that's all you need to know. You, you get that. You want to you want to see the you want to see what we're talking about. Go uh, buy a ticket or no. I'll, I'll put it out there. Nothing was shown. Yeah, there you don't see anything, but you just see that um, Napoleon Napoleon uh, Bonaparte uh, wanted a son badly. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man. Oh, speaking about the relationship, um, I'm surprised he let that dude live. I thought he was oh, going to have him executed like instantly. I know. Okay, yeah. so okay, so we're we're gonna we're gonna flip this. We're gonna flip this really quick. Um, Spoilers. So, because <laughs> we've already thrown out a couple. Of yeah. Them, so we're gonna. Well, I'll go. I'll go back in and edit this. But, um, yeah. No. Th- that yeah. That dude. Okay. Li- literally, like when they had when they had their little like walk down the court to become what king and queen and yeah. such. And dudes literally standing on the side. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's getting executed. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Like, I don't know. I don't know the true history behind every, everything and mm. all these different characters and such. But like, as far as just cinematically experiencing this, like, as soon as he was becoming king, they were becoming king and queen, and you see the man literally courtside on <laughs> courtside. like. Yeah, on court side for the coronation. Court side for the coronation. Um, you literally see him over there. This dude is the one that his wife cheated on Napoleon. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, oh, like he and he and they dropped his name too. So like, yeah. Napoleon knows who that it is. Homie cheated was with his wife. Well, so it's like when when they first got married, there was that scene afterwards uh, where they were having the dinner mm-hmm. and. It was Josephine on the other side, yeah. and those two were sitting next to each other, just talking it up. And mm-hmm. they were like, you know, they were, they, were, they were hitting it off. Yeah, and then clearly they were later on. <laughs> so yeah, I'm so yeah, I'm surprised Homie did not get slayed out. Seriously, because, though. yeah, that was that was another that would have been another probably 
deceivingly funny moment that could have happened. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, you would think that he would with, like, his, you know... Oh, yeah. Mr. Napoleon Complex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. Um, <laughs> Can't relate. Um, yeah, that, 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 was, uh, that was surprising. Yeah, I definitely expected him to get laid out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Um, as far as... So, uh, so, as far as the war and the battles go, though, and like we did say, there are significant battles and you see a lot of mm-hmm. Napoleon's major conquests and battles that yeah. he went through. The battles in this movie fantastic. They were they were good. Fantastic. Um do you you're you're the you're the historian among us both. So, um that's said loosely. Loosely. <laughs> um the the battle against the Russians that was in the like Arctic wasteland. Yeah. <clears throat> do you remember what battle that was? Or no? Wait. Which one? The one where they were on the lake? On the lake, yes. Or Napoleon won. No. Okay. I, I do not know. Okay. Regardless, the battle where they're set on the, like, Arctic lake, mm-hmm. like, that was that was my favorite. That, that <clears throat> was a cool scene. That was insane, because that was almost the, that was the trademark Napoleon the strategist mm-hmm. uh showcase because he was like he had different waves ready to go in certain at certain points and Mm -hmm. he was like hold 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 and they kept going deeper 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 into the trap and then he just flanked them off and then as they're escaping just started cannonballing ahead of them and just watching yeah watching all of them crumble into the lake and just lose lose Mm -hmm. the whole battle Mm -hmm. (laughs) and ultimately ending hearing that the i think it was like the russian leader or something uh alexander or alex or so yeah that they were telling that um his then ally was like oh yeah uh alex can't be here because he's losing his mind about losing battle (laughs) 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 but yeah that was that was my favorite that was my favorite battle as far as the war and battle themes go because that was that was really awesome to see um, that was like one of the ones that they showed in the trailer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they did show a little snippet because I remember they showed like the one guy laying down on the ice and then brushing the snow yeah. off and realizing it was a lake, and then you just see cannonballs yeah. crashing, and that was the main main uh, teaser of the trailer to be like, oh shit, this could be a battle scene or a battle movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could you imagine you're on that lake and just a cannonball blows your leg off and then you fall through the ice? <laughs> that like that would suck. Yeah. Oh, Not man. only are you drowning, but you're losing blood. <laughs> which was also cool in the movie. <clears throat> which was also cool to see in the movie because, like, they just blended, like, the blood trails yeah. in the water. It was just, like, absolutely brutal. Imagine and... if you were on the horse and it just, like, drags you down. Oh, God. <laughs> which, yeah, they which they, they were showing because, like, all the, like, straps and such were still attached to mm. some of them as they're just falling into the lake. God. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, uh, little little forewarning for people interested in seeing this movie. Um, there are animal deaths if you haven't already um, tell, been able to tell. There's a lot of animal deaths, uh, primarily just horses, but but still, like there's a whole lot. I mean, that's just that was just the reality of the war back in these yeah. days. Was that there were no tanks, there were no Nothing. vehicles. It was all by foot or horses. So yeah, unfortunately, a lot of uh, horse casualties in in the history books and in this movie. Yeah. So. Um, if you're uh, squeamish to watching horses die, uh, this probably isn't for you. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. And then, um, but again, like we said, so not exactly war and battle focused, but just kind of like a historical drama. Yeah. 
scaling Napoleon's life right, right before he became, or like right before he got his general, like true general title, mm. leading up to king kingship and so on and so forth, yeah. and then um, the, to his untimely or to his ultimately his exile slash death and then the second end. exile. Yeah, yeah. So exile, come back, exile, death. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's like the one thing I knew about Napoleon that. He lost at Waterloo and then got exiled twice. That's all I can <laughs> And he was short. Yeah. <laughs> the, key, but, the key components of Napoleon. But he really wasn't that short, apparently. Apparently he was like 5'10 or something. Oh. Wow, that's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Well, like, among, among the average other men, I mean, I would imagine that he's yeah. just like he was short among all the other... Mm. All, among all the other like military figures and generals and such. So. Oh, sorry, he was five six. Okay, half. see that's that's closer. It's still a dream, but still it's closer <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that uh no that that does check out in regards to like just the key components of mm. what a lot of people know about Napoleon is his uh, general conquests and then his defeats. Yeah, and his shortness. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, one thing, one thing that I uh, I just remembered too, though, um, to piggyback on you saying Waterloo was one of the main things that you remembered was <laughs> I remember during the screening, as soon as you see they went to the scene of Waterloo, I just saw you turn and look at me, yeah. <laughs> like oh shit, it's like here it is, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> oh man, there, there were definitely a few moments in that movie where we just slowly turned at each other, <laughs> and just like what, what is happening? Like the first time. He was uh, imitating a rabbit. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> we're like, oh, what? this is happening. <laughs> yeah, I've, I feel, I feel on the on the flip side of things that this was, this was Ridley Scott uh, kind of pig, as I piggybacking again uh, from earlier where I said like Napoleon wasn't exactly all that in a bag of chips, and re- this was Ridley Scott being like, hey, this dude was a douchebag. <laughs> So yeah, you got to you got to see the uh, the true true face of who Napoleon is and was. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, did you know that he wrote a romance novel? Napoleon did. Yeah. What the hell? I know. <laughs> uh, he also discovered the Rosetta Stone. What? Yeah, you know the giant stone that has like three different languages on it. Oh. He discovered that when oh. I guess he was in Egypt. I feel like that probably played into the whole Egypt thing that he was doing with the, with mm-hmm. the coffin and shit. But, yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, he, the the scenes where he would actually like disguise himself and walk around. That yeah, was, he, he actually did that. Yeah. apparently. I believe it. That was that was a cool another that was, like, that sign was, of his strategist yeah. style. It, it like, made sense. Yeah. Apparently, he also feared cats. Possibly. I mean, understood. I understood because he, he was fault. He was like surrounded by dogs throughout the entire movie mm. so definitely had a love for dogs on the flip side of things <laughs> and uh, his second um second and final uh ex- exile there was a plan to um get him out with a submarine <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i read that i was like a submarine a submarine that probably wasn't developed at that time and like if if anything it was a tube I was like, I was just about to say they, the submarine, aka uh, Jack Sparrow in a canoe underwater. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. 
<laughs> that was their that was their version of a submarine back in the day. <laughs> yeah, just a homie walking across the face <laughs> yeah. of the ocean floor with a canoe over his head. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, some uh, pretty wild, some pretty wild stuff here with uh, Napoleon. So um, yeah, no, like uh, like we said though, it was a uh, definitely a good movie though. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I uh, have a lot of respect for it, especially I mean Ridley Scott is an incredible director. Mm. So, I mean, you see Ridley Scott's name, and there's, you're probably going to get something of some sort of quality yeah. with this with this project and a movie with his name attached. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, personally, I think I think I settled on a three point five out of five for this. I could do that. Um, what you what you think? What you got? Out of ten, out of five, whatever you're used to. I'd probably go three. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was playing back yeah. and forth with. I was like three, three point five, back and forth. Who knows? I could even change it, but now mm. I'm recorded as saying three point five. But it's too late now. It's too late now. We're, we got we got to stick with it. But uh, but yeah, no, that's probably the sweet spot. Definitely with a three, three point five or so. Um, again, anyone that's a fan of Ridley Scott, they're probably gonna go in and enjoy what they what they get. Uh, great performances by Joaquin and mm. by the by Vanessa Kirby, the two two leads of this whole thing, and uh, yeah. No, I think that about uh, wraps everything up for Napoleon. Yeah, I think um, so. I don't think I got anything else. So, yeah, That's definitely, definitely just a, uh, definitely a smorgasbord of different stuff going on in this movie <laughs> yeah. and uh, entertaining for a lot of people to go ahead and watch. So, mm-hmm. no, th- those that might be turned away or so a friend of yours or significant other is like, oh, hey, let's see that Joaquin Phoenix movie, and then you think, oh, this is just going to be war or military like I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's a it's a range of different things. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of story to it. It's definitely more so of a historical drama, but laced with some strange Acting. comedy and yeah. like entertainment to it all. So definitely not just a uh, boring, bogged down military movie or anything, mm-hmm. or not too dated even, because obviously Napoleon's French, right? I hope. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Napoleon's French, so like, there's there, there really wasn't even any accents. Honestly, no, there was a lot of like British accents. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just what? It was, Come on. this was just like, hey, here's here's this guy, here's a historical figure, but uh, screw it. Here's <laughs> this is how we're gonna talk. I would love if they would have given him like a southern accent, just a southern drawl. <laughs> yeah. So uh, definitely, it's not not something to worry about, like having a language barrier to get past or like not being yeah. able to fit through a accent or worried about oh god Joaquin in a French accent like there were no accents no. so um yeah definitely definitely an entertaining movie to watch uh, it was a good good one for 2023 I think I put it pretty high up on my uh year rankings I think mm. it's like within the 20 to 30 mm. 30 range I think I'm I think I'm just budding on 100 movies watched in 2023 wow. for 2023 that's so I've almost watched 100 movies that were released in 2023 that's wild. Um, I can't remember what the total is, but uh, I think I'm in the 300s for how many movies I've watched in total, in total this year. Yes. Oh, this year? This year. Oh, my God. Yes, I've watched around 300 movies this year. So, uh, How many movies do you think you've watched total? Well, we can just roll into a letterbox and have a pretty accurate account. Um, but I know, like I said, this year for the 2023 releases is near 100. This year in total for just movies mm-hmm. is 300. Uh, I think my stats on here, hold up, we're pulling out the cellular we're going to find out here. Um, okay, so, like I said, I have 99 movies that were released in 2023 watched right now. 
I have 362 movies watched this year. And as far as documented on my letterbox that I've tried to keep very accurate, mm-hmm. I have watched 2,114 <laughs> movies. 2,000? At least documented on the, on this oh app Oh my here. god. So that, that's where we're at it, right now. Imagine how much time that is. It's, it's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. You know, what? I think this uh, handy dandy handy dandy application will also tell me that. Really? Yeah. Let me. Let That's me take a look handy, at, right? That's why this this. Listen, if you movie fans do have not or do not use this app, you oh. should use this app because this this app can track everything, especially mm-hmm. once you like break it into the stats and stuff. So, uh, what would you ask? Like, how many how many hours yeah. or how much time on? How that much is? time in general? So, what I see on this. With the stat page. So it literally has a life in film. And films total, 2,114. Apparently that breaks down to 3,831 hours. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is 3,800 hours of movies watched. That's so much. Yes. So. I mean, I'm probably up there with the anime. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so that's what you get. Um, yeah. Love this app. You guys, if you don't, as movie fans, if you guys do not use this app, you should because it's just a really cool, really cool thing to mm. keep track of all these this stuff. There's all kinds of different kind of breakdowns for stats. So, uh, shame, uh, shameful, unsponsored plug for Letterbox. Uh, they did not pay me to say that. I promise. But Letterbox, um, if you're listening, pay me. <laughs> you you want this man? Take me, take me to the red carpet. I'll interview all the people. Um, <laughs> Well, so, uh, so yeah, no, that wraps up. That just about wraps everything up. Like I said, I slapped Napoleon, I think, within the 20 to 30 rank range on uh, all movies I've watched for, that were released in 2023. You shouldn't slap him. I mean, probably someone probably fucking should have slapped Napoleon. <laughs> I mean, he slapped Josephine. Yeah, he did. And he, he, he got slapped. He got slapped a lot, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, that's about it. Uh, to wrap up, wrap up this little episode, uh, Brody... You got anything, any fun stuff going on? Like I said, our resident ghost hunter, our anime weave, our uh, war movie enthusiast, what, what you got? Anything fun coming up? Nothing? Uh, something? I mean, later today I'm playing some magic. Oh, hell yeah. There yeah. it is. Yeah. I'm a nerd. Yeah. I'm proud. I won't be there. Yeah, you will. No, I won't. In heart. In heart. In spirit. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll come hang out and just yeah, watch. Just, just hang out. Yeah. And, and play. Then, and then listen to you guys for, try to force me to play. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, back to Warhammer. I think there's a tournament coming up in December that me and Ev might join. Very nice. Be Very fun. Nice. Be a good time. Sweet. And, uh, Sweet. I can dig it. Got a bunch of anime I need to catch up on. Hell yeah. Always. Um, for myself, God, I don't even know if I got anything on deck. <clears throat> I have, like, I don't have any movies planned right now. I have no idea what I'm recording next. I know, I know Christmas... Christmas is definitely in line because uh, the uh, Halloween episode did pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. Got some cool feedback from there, so Christmas is definitely in line because pretty big fan of Christmas movies. So yeah. I like Christmas. Um, so I mean, that'll be. When did you release the Halloween one compared from Halloween itself? I feel like it was just like a week or two beforehand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe that might be the yeah. sweet spot or so. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, like I said, I don't have anything planned upcoming besides a christmas episode in the month of december so if anyone has any ideas for uh episodes moving forward please shoot them out to me i mean um, i got one for you what's that we just a ghibli fest oh watch all god. the ghibli movies sweet mother of god i do need to watch so many ladies and gentlemen i have not watched one ghibli movie 
I, it hurts me. Yeah. A little I, bit. I have a lot of people that have come at my I throat. Mean, just my one tattoo mm-hmm. is Princess Mononoke. Yeah. One of my favorites. I've had plenty of people come at my throat and be like, how are you a movie, how are you a movie fan? And, and an anime fan. And an anime fan. Well, that's more and that's newer a, that, than movies. That's, that's, a, that's a recent still, one, but yeah. still. Um, yeah. No, I, I apologize. I've been definitely, it's definitely on the list to do. And I mean, hey, there, that is, that is a good, that is a good, uh, good idea. We could possibly do that. So maybe down the line, we'll have a Ghibli Fest. We can do top five as well. <laughs> top five there, yeah. How many are there? Do you know how many are there? Ten plus? I think so. Yeah. Uh, there's one coming out recently. Yeah. Or soon. With an insane cast. Yeah. An insane cast. So, yeah. No, we'll, uh, we'll play around with it. That might be something we do. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> any uh, any final messages for the listeners, Brody? War, war never changes. War never changes. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's the what's the what's the Fury quote? Uh, ideals are peaceful. War is violent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, that's that's it, everyone. That is our war top five war and our Napoleon review. Everyone, thank you for listening as always. Uh, Can we just uh, take a moment to say thank you for? Any and all veterans and active servicemen. Absolutely. Jay, shout out. <laughs> yeah, so that wraps us up, everyone. Uh, time for us to piss off and exile ourselves to a deserted island. So, see ya! <laughs> Excellent. <laughs>